In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Robin Boyd and Doris Rivas Brecky on this very, very chilly California day. We're actually getting some snow and some rain. We've got snow in the higher elevations, Robin. I think it's nicer with you in New Hampshire, (laughs) and I'm sure it's nicer in Texas than it is here. We've had a mild day today, and I just think it's so fun that you've got snow and we've got a mild day. <laughs> well, we might be getting one of these crazy winter storms. Doris, do you know, um, are you getting it down in, in uh, San Diego? Big time rain, big time. Big time rain. Same thing up here. Well, you guys, we have a great show today. We are going to be welcoming the Manchester High School Central Marching Band that recently traveled from New Hampshire. That's where Manchester is, or one of the Manchesters here in the United Mm -hmm. States. They have recently traveled to Hawaii uh, for National Pearl Harbor Day Remembrance uh, Ceremonies. So we're going to welcome Abby and Tracy. And then later on in the show, we're going to talk to Susie Manning of Sizzle. And that's Sizzle with three Zs. S-I-Z-Z-L. Is that right, Robin? Did I get that right? No, Z-Z-Z-L. S-I-Triple-Z. I'll be English today. Double zero, double three. Yes, and then no one will be able to write it down just like I am when my friends call from England and leave their phone number. I do that like 20 times. Like double zero, that's a zero and a zero. Yes, yes. So you guys, I went to my first Christmas party in my local community. I've crawled out of my cave and gone to a party. I dressed up, I wore lipstick, and I was pleasant. So (laughs) that was a lot for me. Wow. I, I did. I won a prize. I won this little loomy thing. It's got all these little pegs on it. And you take yarn. It's, it's like a craft even I can't mess up. And you just wind <laughs> it. And then you take this little poker and you poke it. So I'm thinking it might be good for my stress level. Oh, sounds good. What do you think? Sounds yeah, like well, a plan, my dear. I know. Every other craft show we've had has been an absolute fiasco. I can't knit. I can't make jewelry. Uh, I can't paint. I can't. God, we've had so many different craft things on. I can't do any of them. 
Well, it's not a matter of can't. It's a matter of finding the way you can do it for what is best for you. That's right. what we need to do. <laughs> okay, but Robin, I don't like to wear ugly jewelry, and I just seem to make ugly jewelry that looks like it should compete in a macaroni necklace contest. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, we, we will find a way to find the best that we can get out of you, my dear. Okay, well, you know what I can do, Robin? Mm-hmm. I can listen. I can no. listen all day long. And we've got two girls from that marching band. Sandra, um, have- I am just so excited. Oh, my gosh. I have known these young women for many, many years through Girl Scouting. And I honestly, San and Doris, I have witnessed these gals having respect for others, for dedicating their time and energy to their community. And they are just the most outstanding young women in leadership qualities. And recently, they have been working very, very hard with the Manchester High School Central's marching band, and that is Manchester, New Hampshire. And they were chosen to play at the ceremonies at Pearl Harbor. This was just an amazing experience. And I want to introduce you gals to Abby Descharnay and Tracy Crane. Are you there, girls? Yep. Hi. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) You gals must be so exhausted. (laughs) That's the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Did you have to go to school today? Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) They didn't give you the day off? Yeah, not the most pleasurable experience of my life, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So now, let me ask you girls, you guys don't play, like, the sousaphone, the tuba, or the bass drum, do you? So that you're, like, completely exhausted coming back. <laughs> no. I don't think it makes a difference. No? <laughs> but if you carry a piccolo versus, like, you know, some huge giant drum, I would think, because you guys march, is that right? Right. I play the clarinet, so it's pretty small. Oh, that's good. And now is that Abby or Tracy that's speaking? Abby, Abby. (laughs) And Tracy, what do you play? I play the French horn, but for marching band, we play the mellophone, which is like a, it looks like a trumpet, but it sounds like a French horn. (laughs) It's it's a little bigger than a trumpet. (laughs) Wow. Now, you both have been playing for a lot of years, even before you were at Central. Is that correct? Right. I've been playing for eight years. Wow. And Tracy, what about you? Uh, since fourth grade, so fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, eleventh, yeah, yeah, eight mm-hmm. years as well. <laughs> wow, are you both seniors this year? No, Junior. juniors. Juniors, you know, you gals grow up, and I'll tell you, it's hard to keep track. Um, yeah. How was Central chosen for this honor? This must have just blown you away when you first heard about this. Yeah, we found out last year. Um, I'm pretty sure Mr. Sterling made connections and asked uh, for for uh, our permission to go. Wow. Wow. Was it an application process, do you know, or was it a selection that you were part of the elite chosen one? Well, the Central has a lot of connections with the Pearl Harbor attacks. I don't know if you know our story, but um, three alumni of Central died during the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Which is a lot for just a small inner city school. So. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was very uh, significant for Central to be represented there. How many went it on was. the trip? Yeah. How many 100, went? 133. Wow. Right. <laughs> 
Wow, that's like you're deploying troops. And how long did it take you get, because all of you earned your way to go there. It wasn't just that everybody was rich and famous and could just whip out their checkbooks and send you gals down there. Right. We had to raise over um, $160,000 over the course of the year. Did you, did you really think that, oh, my gosh, I'll never get there? <laughs> At some point, it seems pretty, pretty unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Now, had either of you been to Hawaii before? No. no. What did you expect? I mean, did, when you heard you were going to Hawaii to play for Pearl Harbor, and we know that this year is the 70th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, and right. it was Wednesday, uh, December 7th, which is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. When you guys thought about Hawaii, like, what did you think about? I thought it was going to be exactly what it was. <laughs> Basically, yeah, same here. There's a lot of palm trees and beaches and stuff. But the uh, number one thing that I was most surprised about was the influence of Japanese and altogether Asian culture over there. Wow. Did you, um, did you find that you liked the food? You must have had a lot of um, local uh, um, dishes and whatnot. Did you like the food? Yes. Yeah, it wasn't that different. I don't mm-hmm. think I didn't find it It that was a much. lot of Japanese food. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the ceremonies themselves. Obviously, on December 7th, there must have been uh, certainly a lot of ceremonies, but there were other tributes that you played for as well. Tracy, what were some of the other tributes that your band made? Well, uh, because of the three alumni that died during the bombing of Pearl Harbor, we went to visit uh, the USS Arizona, Missouri, and Utah. Oh, wow. And Hickam Air Force Base. Because oh, you went to one Hickam. of the three, what? You went to Hickam. We did, yep. which was very cool. That was very moving because one of the central alumni died at Hickam, another one on the Arizona, and another one on the Utah. So we went wow. to each of those, and at each of those we played our alma mater, our fight song, a um, armed forces salute, and the Star Spangled Banner, and taps. Wow. We also played uh, Taps at the Punch Bowl Cemetery. Right. Yeah. And this was all over the course of how many days? Five. Wow. It was kind of like four and a half, though, because of traveling. That's amazing. When you stop and think of all that you did in such a short amount of time, that's really amazing. Yeah. Now, what what about some of the survivors? Did Abby, did you have a chance to meet any survivors or or family members? At the uh, ceremony at Hickam, there mm-hmm. were eight survivors, the eight survivors from Pearl Harbor attacks, and I didn't get a chance to talk to any of them. I don't know if Tracy did, but um, they were there. They were all presented. Um, with wreaths and flags that were flown on the wow. flagpole at Hickam. And the operative word being the eight remaining survivors. Right. Isn't that chilling? Wow. Well, and I, I think about it, Rob, they're got to be in their 90s now. If they were in their, you know, even if they were 20, 70 years ago, they'd be 90. Right. That's it. The oldest, was, the oldest one was 97. <gasps> wow. wow. 
You know, girls, I'm wondering if you can you both hang on just for a little bit longer. Um, we are going to go for a commercial break. And uh, when we come back, if we have just a few more minutes with you, um, we have a few more questions because this is just such an amazing trip. Um, Central High School, I have to I have to throw in a little history to myself. Central High School is the oldest public school in New Hampshire. It dates back to 1846. So that's an wow. awful lot of central pride. <laughs> right. And today, um, currently, I believe the student body is just over 2,400 students, and they are right in the heart of downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. So uh, when we come back, we'll have a few more words to say to Tracy and Abby, and then beyond that, we'll get a chance to chat a lot more with Susie May, uh, a wonderful gal who talk about empowerment. She is just going to rev you up. We'll be back with more right after these messages on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Multi-ethnic church with Mark DeMoss. Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, is a show that passionately addresses the question, if the kingdom of heaven is not segregated, then why on earth is your local church? They call us Yes, increasingly, our diverse population and the diverse families it's producing is reshaping the face of the local church as people are beginning to recognize the power and beauty of walking, working, and worshiping God together with others of different backgrounds. How can your church overcome the obstacles, and why should you even try? Join a live chat with guests from around the country and the world to learn the effectiveness of churches in the 21st century beyond race and class distinction. This show has its pulse on what it will take for the church to find real reconciliation in our generation. So tune in for the Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoss, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, here on toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, a live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and the Statue of Liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. 
It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd and Doris Rivas Brecky. And our guests today are uh, two lovely girls from Abby and Tracy from the Manchester High School Central Marching Band that recently traveled to Pearl Harbor. As we know, last Wednesday was National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. And one of the things that these girls did while they were there was to go out to the Arizona Memorial. And I don't know if our listeners have been there. I have been there. And it's like a boat that's sunk in the ground, and then the memorial straddles it. You know, you're out in the water, and you can see the oil seeping. Uh, to this day, you can see it from the ship's bunkers. It's yeah. a really, really uh, unique, unique experience. Anybody who's stationed in Hawaii, I'm sure, has gone to see it. But those who are thinking of going out there, it's definitely well worth the trip. And I want to ask Abby and Tracy, uh, what did you guys think about when you went out to the Arizona. What was that like? It was, Abby. It was a... <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, well, for me, it was really amazing, both the Arizona and the Utah. I think the Utah was a little bit maybe more moving and chilling to the whole ship. Um, the Arizona is like almost completely submerged underwater and you can see the oil coming up, and it was really, really moving experience. You know, we're having yeah, some the- technical difficulties, Robin. Did you hear what she had to say? I couldn't make it out. Could you, if you did, could you translate it? I'm pretty sure she was saying that it was very, very moving. Uh, what about you, Tracy? Uh, I'm sure your your um, feelings are very much like Abby. Abby might be going into a dead zone or something. Tracy? Yes. And, and what about you? What were your feelings as you walked out there? Well, one of the most um, moving parts of it, I think, was in the back of the memorial, once you get off the ship, it has all the names of all the people that died on the um, Arizona. And one of the things we got to do was we got to look at that and see the name of the central graduate that was killed on the Arizona. And it's still in tombs there. That's chilling, isn't it? It is. That's but it was amazing. really cool. It was a really cool experience. Now, had you known a lot about Pearl Harbor before this whole trip came up? Obviously, your generation is just that much further away from knowing people. How much did you know about Pearl Harbor in the beginning of World War II? Not much. Um, I learned a lot during the course of the past year because our band director would um, tell us more and more about it every time we would talk about it. And so especially when you have, like, uh, the connection with some of the soldiers that were there that they went to your same high school, you really get to understand it more. And then being there, it was like, okay, now I really understand. It was definitely experience. That's yeah, Mr. Schilling did so much research for us and he discovered so much more than we would know from school. I think that's incredible the way he, Mr. Sterling, in, 
extended this whole trip. It wasn't just a trip. It wasn't just going to play this music. It was really being a part of history. And um, I know every uh, parent and every person affiliated with Central High School is very, very grateful to Mr. Sterling and all of the people who made this trip possible. Um, on Facebook, I have got to tell you, girls, um, one person posted, and it was said so beautifully, um, the Central High School Marching Band continued to conduct themselves with dignity, respect, and pride while in Oahu. They individually and collectively have represented their high school, their city, and their state with the utmost professionalism and class. I'm telling you, we were so impressed and so proud with all what you girls did and your whole band. Just absolutely incredible. Well, thank Sandra, you. Our big thing the, was we were representing New Hampshire pretty much. Well, you're representing all of us, uh, Abby and exactly. Tracy. And the next, the other thing, two girls, which is so amazing, and we learned this, Rob, with the iHistory Project that we're a part of. You know, our veterans from World War II are dying at a rate of 100 per day. And for you guys wow. to fly out there to raise money, uh, to get yourselves to this event that happened many, many generations ago for you guys. Uh, you represent all of us in not in not forgetting our fallen uh, our fallen soldiers and sailors and airmen. Absolutely, I know this is only one of the many more remarkable things you both will be doing in your lives. Each of you are just so talented, empowering, and I know you're going to succeed exponentially in anything that you set your hearts and minds to do because I know you and I love you. And I just want to say thank you so much to both of you for being here. Absolutely thrilling, and I can't wait to see more pictures and hear more stories. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, thanks, girls, so much. We're going to uh, chat a little bit with Doris, and then we've got to say hello to Susie Manning. So thanks, girls. Thank you so much. Robin, that was amazing. You know, you think of these young girls, just 17, 16, 17 years old, you know, that get to fly out and not only witness some things from history, but be a part of yeah. our current history. Um, I think it's something they'll never forget. Oh, my goodness. And I can just tell you that these girls are two of the most amazing people I've ever met. I'm just so proud to know them and so delighted to have shared them uh, with all of our listeners. They're just remarkable young girls. Super, super remarkable. Amazing. Well, Doris, what, how have you been this week? Have you got some news we could use? I do have uh, some. I know we're running out of time, so just real quick, I don't know, and this is a follow-up to the Pearl Harbor story we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard on this particular uh, anniversary, uh, the survivors used to be a formal group. Well, this, because of the 70-year anniversary, they officially disbanded this time because there's so few of them left. I think, Sandra, you said eight. So well, there were eight not, survivors. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not, they officially disbanded this past December seventh, and so they're they're no longer a group anymore. I guess because they may not make the next one. So anyway, and real quick, because I know we're going to break um, for our military moms who are ETSing soon. 
and maybe looking for a new job and a place to live, the Internet just posted the 10 worst cities to look for a job, and I've got five of them here. Number Coming in at number five is Detroit, Michigan. Number four, Las Vegas. Number three, Riverside, California. Number two, Los Angeles. And worst city to look for a job, Miami, Florida. And if I was you want waiting more for you infor- to say Manchester, New Hampshire. <laughs> no, I didn't say Manchester. <laughs> Miami, well, the funniest Florida. thing, Doris, and, and you wouldn't know this, obviously, because you're, you know, you weren't on the shows with us. But Robin, you'll remember this. Do you remember on our sister show, Motherhood Talk Radio, when we did the fattest cities in the United States? <laughs> yes. Three oh of them God. are on there. It's like God, it's the worst place to live, and it's the fattest place to live. So stay and away. It's the hardest place to get a job. So yeah. yep, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh wow anyway uh, and if people want to find out the other cities go to military.com that's so great. We love Military.com. We're big supporters of Military.com, Military Connection. Um, there's so many great resources out there and um you know, Robin, when you heard the girls on the air today talking about their experience in Pearl Harbor, um, what did you think about? Because, you know, you've known these girls since they were little. You're a big mucky muck, you know, with the Girl Scouts. And, um, you know, obviously your your husband is a, a Vietnam veteran. I mean, this stuff's near and dear to your heart. Mine, too. My ex-father-in-law flew a P-38 in World War II. My father served in the Navy. I mean, you look at this stuff and you just go, how amazing that they're not forgotten in the next generation. Absolutely. And I think... It, I- it is harder to imagine that there was a time in America where soldiers weren't welcomed back, that they weren't um, embraced. And I am just so glad that we now have changed that in our society, that um, uh, we have this this new understanding, I guess you could say. We may not agree with a political action, but we can certainly agree that people who are out there defending our country certainly deserve our respect and our support. And I think what's also remarkable is bringing history to the kids. It's more um, interactive, experiential. Those are the things that make us be more proactive and more willing to do things differently in the future is to have that ability to have gone through uh, someone's life in history. So I really commend this particular teacher, this this wonderful music teacher, but also any teacher who isn't just opening up a history book and saying, this is the facts, this is what happened. We're talking uh, understanding what happened, feeling what happened. That that to me is just so important, Sam. Yeah, well, and being present. I can tell you, you know, the first time I went to Europe, I was raised in a household where all we watched was World War II footage. And um, <laughs> I was shocked that, you know, the entire European community was in color because mm-hmm. it was just black and white pictures. And all of a sudden it became real. And I saw bunkers and I saw Auschwitz and I saw these places. You can't ever go back to where you were prior to that experience because history mm-hmm. becomes alive and in a way that no book, movie or or poem or anything can ever emulate. Absolutely. Um, 
I, I'm just thrilled, and I was so glad that uh, these kids had this opportunity. It just absolutely incredible. We've got a couple minutes before we're scooting off to another break, and on the other side of the break, we've got Susie Manning, and we are going to sizzle. <laughs> Make sure you all stay tuned. Uh, this is M- Military Mom Talk Radio. Uh-huh, you did it. I did it. <laughs> We'll be back after the break. We'll get it right. (laughs) Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Doris Rivas Brecky, the author of News You Can Use, and Robin Boyd, who I laughed at unmercifully <laughs> for blowing the outro, because I do that. For those of you that are regular listeners, you know I, I get confused as to which show I'm on. Um, <laughs> But that did not happen to me. That happened to Robin. I know. So we will say welcome. Everybody's welcome to join us on Motherhood Talk Radio Tuesdays, (laughs) 6 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
Yeah. And for those of you who missed the earlier show today, we welcomed uh, Abby and Tracy of the Manchester High School Central Marching Band that recently traveled to Pearl Harbor in Hawaii for National Pearl Harbor ah, National Pearl Harbor Day. And um, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to ask you guys to go to iTunes and check out both our shows, Military Mom Talk Radio and Motherhood Talk Radio. You can also head to our websites, uh, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com and MotherhoodTalkRadio.com and download this episode along with past episodes that deal with PTSD. They deal with, uh, gosh, everything from crafting to childcare to you name it, we've covered it on these shows. Uh, but right now we're going to switch gears and we're going to welcome Susie Manning of Sizzle. And Robin, you have such a lovely way to say it. S I triple Z L dot com. There you did it. Hi, Susie. <laughs> Hi, Sandra and Robin. You two are sizzling. <laughs> we get there sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's Bet great you've never had anybody on, on uh, with a topic of sizzle. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, went from talk radio to blooper radio to wrong show talk radio, but we're going to get it together because Susie, you are an amazing, amazing woman. And uh, you just, you got to tell us, how'd you get the name sizzle? How did I get the name sizzle? I mean, I, I, I'm very sensory. And I mean, when you say sizzle, I mean, you can just feel it. You can sense it. And what I love about it, it rep- to me, it represents the divine spark that's within each of us. It's a contagious energy, and it impacts anybody and everybody you come in contact with. And it's actually the catalyst energy for our life, and it's the very essence of who we are. So my purpose and passion is to help women connect with that spark within them and to light it into a huge, huge, huge bonfire so the world cannot extinguish it because as we know life happens things happen and the world will try to extinguish it so it's helping women own their brilliance and their magnificence and their sensuality and their wisdom and their leadership and and to step out there being so solid and knowing innerly in inward i my all my work is with inner to know inside of them who they are why they're here that nobody's going to take take them out well, no, okay, that's a huge mouthful. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm sure I have sizzle somewhere. I know Robin and Doris have it. Where do you even start with something like that, Susie? How, where do we begin? You know, I, when you say sizzle, I think of the steak I had last night. It's going to be a long inner journey for me to catch up with you. Okay. What it is is finding out it's your passion, your purpose. What are you passionate about? We have all come to the planet for a reason. If we're alive on the planet today, we have a purpose, and we haven't fulfilled it yet because we're still here. So it, it's living every day with passion and purpose as opposed to um, just living an empty life, going through the motions. So it's helping people connect with what is it that, that you cannot not do what is it that you lose all track of time in when you are doing it? Uh, what is it that you have an emotional connection to? Not breakdown crying emotion, but something that just really moves your heart, that you want to make a difference on the planet. So when you connect with that, and it energizes you, you know you've connected with your purpose when you have more energy at the end of the day than the beginning of the day. Because if you're doing what you love, 
it will energize you. And it's usually something, it's a giving back of service. We move to a, a point in our life where it's not about us anymore, about what's in it for me. We, we move into the space that we realize we're here to impact others' lives, just like you're doing. I mean, this may well, very well be your purpose and passion. See, that's the hard thing, Susie, because, you know, and Robin's children are grown. Doris uh, doesn't have any uh, two-legged children. Um, <laughs> and then I have small children. And most of the times, and I'm sure this is like a lot of our uh, military moms out there, because poor Robin and Doris have to hear me, you know, cry and moan that I miss the commander that I'm seeing, you know, all this stuff. I'm so busy trying to get through my day, take care of my kids. You know, I have no partner that's local that can help me with this stuff. How on earth am I supposed to find sizzle when I'm trying to get breakfast on the table? Where do we even begin in that in that scenario because that i think rob and doris if don't you agree affect most our military moms listening today we're more in survival mode than sizzle mode yeah. okay but you can but you can switch into sizzle mode and what i heard with the girls that you interviewed before you i mean they are leaders and that's what it, it's helping women step into leadership that you're doing that a lot of these women are doing it's it, and women at home, your military moms. I mean, if they are at home and their husbands deployed, they have stepped into leadership running their home. So it's helping women also realize that you are a leader. You have these skills to be decisive, to make decisions for your family. And so it's not only leadership out in the world, it's leadership in your home or in your community. And it's realizing that, yes, we have that ability and that power and, and to find your sizzle or what's special, we need to make that time. And maybe it's five minutes in the morning. Maybe you get up five minutes earlier and you take a few minutes to just sit still, to slow down, slow your mind down, slow your body down. We're in such a race to do and do and do and, and to get things done, and we need to slow down a little bit to just be. And so take a few minutes in the morning to just to go out for a walk in nature, to just sit and be still. And people, like, like you're saying, I know, I mean, the people are in survival mode. they got tons of things to do. And they say, well, I don't have this time. I, I don't have the time. And that's when you need to make the time because this is really interesting. Try it and see. When you make that time to sit down just for you to be still, you actually have more time in your day, and you will actually get more done because you'll be more decisive, you'll be more focused, you'll be more clear on what you need to do as opposed to just running to do this, that, and everything else. Things will become clearer, and you'll be more focused on what it is you really want to do. And well, then what and you're Susie, saying about I think what you said was so important because, you know, I, when I thought of Sizzle, I think of all these people out doing these big, big, amazing things. And when I look at get, just getting through my day, you know, which is, you know, it's enough for me um, that that's part of my sizzle. You know, I love my kids. I love being a mom. I love, sure. you know, you know, I make this horrible green juice that I make them drink with kale <laughs> and, you know, cucumber ground up and you know but that's like that lights me up and i i want to clarify for our listeners today that we're not expecting everybody to go out and change the world you can sizzle in your own household mm. well we i change have to the say, world oh, we ahead. change the world one person at a time we change i can't change the world i can only change me so when you in your change, own world and that i this is yeah. just i i'm just so excited to hear all that you're saying Susie, because 
to, to sort of step back and talk about the girls a little bit, um, I am very involved with Girl Scouting. And one of the things that we really, our program brings to girls is to have that inner um, self-confidence, to have that ability to feel strong within themselves, to be their best, not the best, but their best. And I think this is what I'm hearing you saying, Susie, is that we are here and we have an ability to do things, that we have a confidence, we have an empowerment. And it may not mean that, yes, that day we're going to conquer the world, but that day we can sit back and say, wow, I've got a really gross day ahead of me. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Sit back, take a breath, know that you have the confidence to conquer it and, and take care of what you've got in front of you for your plate. Very true. You hit it right on. Yeah, sizzle does not mean that you're out on the world stage and you and millions of people know you. It's like I said, it can be you're stepping into whatever leadership looks like for you. Can be like we said, right in your family, and it's doing what it is that you need to do for that day. And and like you said, reaching deep down within you, it's that power within us to realize. Yes, take a deep breath. I can do this. I can do it the best of my ability. It does not have to be perfect, but this is what I am going to work through today, that life is a journey. And, yes, I have the power, the ability, the gift, the creativity, and the leadership skills to do this. I can lead myself. You don't even have, it's not even about leading others. Can we lead ourselves? You know, I guess that's the thing, you know, that I, you know, I'm always like, you know, it's so great that I have Doris and Robin, you know, on the air with me because we really share three different military perspectives, Susie. Uh, You know, Doris is prior military um, and, you know, we come like from three different demographics. And when we hear these shows about empowerment and um, growth, it's like, Robin, you always get it. Doris, you seem to assimilate it. And then I'm over here struggling going, but wait, but wait, I don't understand. Slow down. <laughs> but that's, oh, that's a good thing. We, we need that devil's advocate sometimes, too, you know. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> it's great to have that's three different true. viewpoints. It, it is, is, because we're all different. Mm-hmm. And that's the well, way the world is. We are all different. So. You know, um, Robin's going to take us to commercial break in a couple minutes, Susie. What advice do you have uh, before we go to break? Um, and you got to make it quick. You got like 15 seconds um, for our military moms who are like me that are struggling. You said take a walk in the morning. You got anything even shorter than that that'll work? Do I have anything shorter <laughs> than that? What about a five minute walk? It doesn't have to be a 15 minute walk or a half an hour walk. Can you go out and walk around the block? Can I sit minutes. in my you have- kitchen with a cup of tea just and look out the window? You can, but guess what? There's something wonderful about going out in nature and connecting with nature that really grounds you and refocus, refocuses you and actually um, will mirror back to you the magnificent being you are. It, it's, there's just something about being out in nature that refreshes you and re-energizes you and gives you a whole new perspective on life. If you can't do that, yeah, sit with a cup of tea and, and, and look outside. We've got lots more sizzle coming up. That's www.sizzl.com. We're here with Susie Manning, and we're going to find out lots more after the break when we come back at Military Mom Talk Radio.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Tuggynet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hi, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my outstanding co-host, Robin Boyd, and our lovely News You Can Use Minute uh, expert, Doris Rivas Brecky. We had the Manchester High School Central Marching Band on with us earlier today. You don't want to miss that. If you did, check us out on iTunes with Abby and Tracy talking about going to the Arizona. And um, we have Susie Manning of Sizzle, and that's S-I-3-Z-L.com, and and she's just so cool, and she's going to make me, I know it, Robin, she's going to make me go outside. I'm going to have to get out of my black box. I might have to touch a plant, which, you know, is going to make Doris really happy. Yeah. Well, but... You know, it's true in our very hectic, you know, our military moms are so busy. A lot of us are single moms with uh, a married spouse somewhere in the world, but they're not a big help when it comes to diapering, picking up things, cleaning up, you know, when they're deployed. And that's really difficult. And it's a mindset change, I think, girls, um, to say I have, because when Susie said, take five minutes in the morning and go for the walk, I almost fell off the chair. I was like, I had five minutes to go for 
a walk in the morning. But then I thought about it and it's like, no, it's my mind that's keeping me grounded and thinking I don't have that five minutes. I mean, there's days, girls, I don't go out and see the sunshine until I pick up my kids from school. I think sometimes it is hard for us to discipline ourselves to make that time for us. And isn't that true of motherhood, period? We don't always take the time for us first. And if we would enrich ourselves, and here I am, the biggest one that's guilty of it, I'll do for everybody before me. But you have to find the way to say, okay, I need to refresh because if I don't refresh, the rest of the household or the rest of whatever's in my life isn't going to be refreshed. I have to say, Susie, (laughs) I love the word sizzle because it's one of those onomatopoeia words, you know, (laughs) it sounds like it is, it makes me feel like I want to get going. (laughs) Well, and you know what, Rob, the only time I'm ever reminded of that, like as moms, we got to take care of ourselves first is like when I'm on the airplane and the flight attendants are like, put your air mask on first before you help your children. And I go, oh my God, that's right. I'm supposed to be doing that on a daily basis. And you know, Susie, you said you have to go outside, like, you know, not have to, but go outside. Why? I mean, is it, do I have to see the sun? Does the sun need to see me? What do we get from that? (laughs) We're going to get you outside, yes. (laughs) But it's just, it's a different, it's a change of energy. When we're in brick and mortar all day, it is, it's just not the same energy as being out in nature. That's birthing. You've got the plants that are growing and birthing and the trees and you've got the seasons and in the cycles of life and it, it and the earth actually vibrates their frequency for our healthy self. It's why you feel good when you get outside. It's a whole different energy. Um, and and I, I want to address the piece because you're talking about mothers being so busy and, and we are as mothers and we're so nurturing, which is a fabulous quality of ours. But the piece that we often forget that you're talking about and you can go out in nature to nurture you, but we need to nurture ourselves first. And what we end up doing is we take care of everyone else first and ourselves last if at all. And if you imagine a glass of water and it's full, and you get up in the morning, and you're up getting kids, you're getting kids dressed, and you're getting kids breakfast. Every time you're doing this, this is energy going out, so you're emptying that water. Then you probably have to feed the dog to take the dogs for a walk. And then if you have a business, you have to connect with your business, and that's more water going out of the glass. And then you may have to grocery shop and cook meals and pay bills and attend to your business and maybe take care of parents. And you see everything you do during the day, and you've emptied that glass. And that's just like you, your body. And when we do that, that's when we get fatigued and tired, then we get ill, then we get sick, then we get diseased. And it, it's, we have to keep filling that glass back up with water, filling us up. So it's the things that you need to do to nurture you to be well, to take care of your family, to be there for them. And it can be, like we said, simple. <laughs> it's a mindset, Sandra, <laughs> to walk outside <laughs> for five minutes and just breathe. Oh, my God, the sun feels so good. It just re-energizes you to go sit. I mean, if you don't even want to walk outside, you're going to go, oh, my God, this lady is crazy. But go sit with a tree. I mean, it's amazing the energy you receive from out in nature sitting with a tree or looking at a plant. And what is it teaching you? I mean, when, when you look at nature, it's nature is actually mirroring back to us our magnificence and our beauty and, and everything about us. 
I mean, I've gone and sat with a tree, and I've looked at the branches, and I've thought, oh, my God. I mean, there were branches that were going sideways, and then a branch went straight up, and I'm thinking it. what it told me was I've been living my life in a plateau going sideways. I need to shoot my life up to sizzle it. Or you look at the trees and watch the leaves and how they flow with the, with the weather. Do we flow with the weather? Do we flow with what happens in our life? I mean, there's all kinds of lessons we can learn from nature, and you just feel good to get outside. We need that shift in energy. We need the shift in environment. And I think it's true. It, it just gives you that uh, new perspective. You could be sitting and dwelling on something because you've been sitting in that same environment and uh-huh. just changing your environment and going into a different atmosphere is going to all of a sudden shift <laughs> shift your perspective and give you that that what you need to to proceed on so what triggers creativity i mean i i get more ideas when i'm out walking or moving around if i sit here at my desk and go oh my god i have to dream this and i have to create this i have to come up with something and i drive myself nuts if i get up from my desk move go outside or go somewhere it's like Oh, yeah, you could do this, 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 and this. It's like, well, why didn't I move sooner? <laughs> and another want... great way is to dance. I mean, oh, just gosh. move. Just I have move. to say, Allow I, I don't have a move. Wee, but... I don't have a we, but I see so many people using a we, and I think, isn't that wonderful to just get up and dance and get up and move, and whether you're just moving to music or just moving, if or you need the, the uh, instruction from something like a we or whatever, isn't that true to just get up and move? Well, energy creates energy. So the more you're moving, the more energy that's created, and then the more creative you're going to be and the more ideas you're going to come up with, and you're just going to feel better physically, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I mean, movement, if I just posted something on my website or on Facebook the other day, it said if if you feel sad, dance. I mean, women have used song and dance for years to get through challenging times and sadness. It just shifts the energy in the body. All of a sudden, you feel alive, and you're moving, and you're creating, and, and you forget about what you've been dwelling on. Susie, you have a term, feminine visionary leadership. What? Uh, what is your definition of feminine visionary leadership? Okay, well, I came up with that name because I have a group on LinkedIn, a feminine visionary leadership group for women. Mm -hmm. And it is women that um, want to live life to the fullest. Um, No excuses to live life full out. And and as a feminine visionary leader, what we do, we see co-creation and collaboration. It's why if you're aware of the shift happening on the planet today, I mean, there's this huge energy right now on the planet that I'm sure you're feeling and, and things are moving so quickly. And what we're doing, we're moving from a competitive environment to one of co-creation and collaboration, and that comes very natural for women. Uh, women empower as opposed to power over. We lead in a web mm. as opposed to hierarchical, having someone at the top and top-down leadership. We empower others around us. We are not um, afraid of competition. I mean, I could give somebody else my program, and nobody's going to do it like me because I'm unique. It, it's getting over that competitive thing, and it's women looking at co-creating and collaborating together and empowering others. We understand relationships. 
women I usually like will that. pick relationships over the rules, and relationships are what's going to build um, a successful business. It's going to be in a discussion um, over whatever for uh, for peace negotiations. I mean, it's all it's about relationships, and we understand this web of life and this. Um, that we're all connected. I mean, we can understand what happens to one of us happens to someone else. We see how we're all connected to everyone else in the world. And this is feminine visionary leadership. I mean, we're stepping up to lead with men and, and to, mm-hmm. it's nothing about overtaking men, but stepping up and lead with men to create a relational consciousness on the planet. What we have has not been working. I love that uh, illustration, that the visual of a, a web, a spider web, if you will, mm-hmm. because a spider web is built from one strand to the other, and it's a fabric almost. You need the 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 connection in order for the web to to hold strong. And even if a little portion of it might have a little hole in it, it's going to still stay strong because of the network that it's created. It's beautiful. We've only got a couple more minutes uh, before the end, Susie, and I want to just mention your book, Wise Women, Circle of Wisdom. Um, this was inspired by what for you? By women, I'm sure, but... It was, <laughs> I had written articles for magazines, and all of a sudden I started pulling out certain sentences I liked and certain quotes I liked, and then all of a sudden one day I looked at it, and it's like, aha, aha moment, it's like I have a book here. So I put it together. What it is, you open this book, you open it anywhere. It's not a front-to-back book. You open it anywhere, and on the left-hand side of the page is a wise women quote, um, and on the near side of the page is a fun, simple action to take to make that wisdom part of your life. Oh, how beautiful. So it's one of these little books that you can pick up, and, you know, we have those days where we beat ourselves up and we're so hard on ourselves, and it's so a book that you can pick up and open up, and it's inspirational quotes and actions to help you, again, get grounded and realize the magnificent being you are and to get through your day and get through your life. Oh, so, again, it's helping women realize how powerful and beautiful and wise we are and, and what we are capable of doing and creating on the planet. I think we should all be armed with this as our handbook, a, <laughs> a universal woman's handbook, because it certainly sounds like that's what it is. Susie Manning, this has been an uh, awesome opportunity to have shared this this time with you. Uh, we can find your book at your website. Is that correct? Yes. You can find the book on my website, yes, and there's a brand new one I was just a co-author of, too, Smart Women Live Their Why, which is a great oh. book for business women. It's a great Ooh. book. It's like 57 oh. authors in it, entrepreneurs from around the world. We want to make sure everybody goes and checks it out, and that's at com. Doris, it's been a great hour, hasn't it? Well, Yes, Robin. <laughs> great to hear your voice, too. Thank you, Susie. You too, dear. Okay, nice you, meeting Susie. all of you. Thank you. It's an honor to be well, on your show. Thank you. Oh, thanks. We'll be all back next week, uh, actually with an encore. We're going to get into the holidays in the next couple of weeks. So we look forward to everyone having a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and uh, we will talk to you very, very soon on Military Mom Talk Radio. 